Hello everyone, Joyce here. So for today, I'm just going to pursue the theme of um, crossing over to the other side, going over to a place of discomfort, going over to a place where you know there's going to be resistance and yet pursuing uh, God's call to you. So in line with that, today's reading in the book of from the book of Amos, chapter 7, we're looking at... Um, Amos, the Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent to Joram, king of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of Israel. So, obviously, there has been a lot of prophesying, a lot of messages, and, uh, yeah, given by the prophet Amos, who does not seem to be worried about the consequences that that he might face because of the words that he's speaking because he's speaking against the king and it would have just been directly yeah just come kill that's it you cannot prophesy against the king and you look at the priest's word it's so loaded with contempt so he goes and tells amos has conspired against you and the priest you know he doesn't even say against god he says, conspired against you, man, in the midst of the house of Israel, the land is not able to bear all his words because he's piercing. His words are so piercing that, that people are being stirred and uh, again, that comfort zone, you know, to, to speak into the lives of people that makes them uncomfortable. And we are being challenged today to speak uncomfortable messages. Messages that people, that you and I don't like to hear. How often have we resisted people who speak, who speak truth into our lives and then it really makes us so upset because it makes us see the vile, the vile in us. And then we don't like that person because they speak the truth. It stirs us it, it, because we, ha we are being called to change from the lives that we are enjoying. So Jeroboam then, for thus Amos has said, and then the priest adds on, you know, to the king. He says, he said, you will die by the sword. Israel must go into exile from this land. And Amaziah said to Amos. So the king calls Amos and then he says, O seer, the word seer itself like sounds so demeaning. And it is meant to be because seer, he doesn't even refer to him as a prophet. He says, what kind of a seer are you? In other words, you just, uh, uh, you, it has insulting overtones, my commentary says. And it's someone who is just like, eh, you are just nothing to us. And then he says, eat your, go eat your bread in the land of Judah. That means, that means in other words, uh, go, go, go prophesy there and earn your living in another place. Don't, don't be here. But never again prophesy at Bethel, for it is the king's sanctuary and the temple of the kingdom. You look at the language here. There's no mention of the sanctuary of God. It's, it's nothing. It's all very fleshy, you know, human. This is a place meant for, for us. We have created a temple for us here. Likewise, in, 
in uh, in yesterday's gospel alex was sharing with me yesterday he was saying yeah uh, that 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 the place where they the pig pigs they were very comfortable among the pigs living in that in that area they did not want to look at their sin they 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 didn't want jesus to be part of that so similarly here don't don't take your prophecy and go prophesy in somewhere somewhere else some place else we are fine here we've created a temple and even not temple of god of god no it's a temple of the kingdom with a small k then amos answered amaziah and you look at this prophet so much of courage just not fearing i don't know how many of us today have this disposition this disposition where we can just speak without fear speak if god says something speak without fear not even fearing that i may lose my friends my family whatever but i'm just speaking because god has told me so and also to have that relationship with god that i know that i know that i know this is god through me i am not a prophet nor a prophet's son in doing in saying this he says i am not claiming ownership of a lineage of prophets no i have not i do not have a part of that i am a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore trees and the lord took me from um from the flock and the lord said to me go prophesy to my people israel and then he moves on my gosh then he goes and he just proclaims and here he is in front of the priest the high priest and in front of the king and then he says this you know now therefore can the word therefore hear the word of the lord you say do not prophesy against israel and this goes against it it uh, god's commandment earlier because it was always but prophesy to israel so god's earlier commandment was that you should prophesy so it goes against that you're speaking uh, against now you say don't don't prophesy against him don't preach against the house of israel therefore again the therefore you know there's a therefore we really really need to pay attention therefore thus says the lord your wife shall be a harlot in the city and your sons and your daughters shall fall by the sword and your land shall be parceled out by lime you yourself shall die in an unclean land and he speaks oh to this priest and he says and it that that would be such a curse for a priest because a priest it's a such a distasteful fate for a priest because he is supposed to be preserving this ritual purity even in death so he says as a priest he says you shall die in an unclean land oh my gosh and israel shall surely go into exile and he just goes off i just it's it's so it's really goes against the flow and when you look at matthew matthew's reading today again jesus you know now uh, in matthew's gospel he completely does away with all that colorful description of the friends bringing the paralytic person down through the window he leaves all that because his the theological statement here was about forgiveness and so when jesus quickly changes that discourse because he addresses three groups of people here and in the and in the following uh, chapters he addresses the scribes he addresses the the pharisees and he addresses the commoners now what does he say i'm looking for matthew matthew 9 yeah so in in the book of matthew he he says uh, he calls himself surprisingly he says uh, i'm the son of man 
if and and Jesus has given us that authority to forgive sins. Why you may ask? Because I fear many people say only God can forgive sins. But if you look at the gospel here, Jesus identifies himself as the Son of Man, and he has never said that. And he's passed on that authority to the church. Just as uh, uh, go and forgive, he says in the Gospel of Mark, if I'm not mistaken, and and he says that whosoever sins you forgive will be forgiven. Whosoever sins you turn, so. And Jesus has said, whatever that I have done, they will do greater things. But he did not say, oh, except for forgiveness. So in other words, we have been given, the church has been given the authority to forgive sins. And again, Jesus, if you look at today's gospel, he himself goes to, uh, it starts off very interestingly, the gospel. He says, getting into the boat, he crossed over, he crossed over again, not the crossing over, like yesterday's gospel, also going to a place, some other place, which is unknown. But here it's known. And, and known there's so much of danger there, he came to his own city. And in his own city, there's so much of resistance. Scribes who know very well that it is an offense against God, offense to God, against, uh, against God also. And this act of forgiveness is a divine authority. That means only God can forgive sins. The scribes knew that very well. And then here was Jesus saying uh, to his, to this man, man, what did he say? Go, your sins are, take heart, my son, son, your sins are forgiven. Here everyone's waiting for a miracle and Jesus says your sins are forgiven. Again, no, he knows that that statement is going to jar, it's going to mar, it's going to contradict. So that's the whole, the, the focus, emphasis here in Matthew's gospel is not the healing, but the emphasis is on this theological point, forgiveness. And then they say, who are you to forgive? <coughs> Excuse me, who are you to forgive? And then Jesus says, and then he, say, he says, which is easier to say, uh, then he says, but you know that the Son of Man has authority, and man is in small letters. In other words, as a man is forgiving sins, as God is forgiving sins, and then he says, rise up, take your bed and go home. And the crowd saw it, they were afraid because they were like, my gosh, where did this come from? So for us today, I'd just like to end it. For us today to think about challenging ourselves to move into areas which are, to, to really seek God and, and, and yes, to speak the truth, to challenge, to be challenged, and especially in theological issues where the church has, comes in conflict with other churches, to, to, be, to, to know to, to be able to speak up, to tell, to explain um, why we do what we do, why we say what we say, all the misrepresentations of the Catholic Church to, to make it clearer. So let's just end with a prayer. Let's say, Heavenly Father, uh, just come and help us to understand everything about the Church and, and yeah, to be able to explain it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.